It's Monday the 1st of February. Welcome to our afternoon sport deep dive. I'm Tim Gilbert and I'm joined by the man with the most. Shane Lee, how are you? Timmy, I'm good, mate. I've come off uh, last night watching Maths, Married at First Sight Reunion. I tell you what, lucky we commentate on sport. That was hard work. <laughs> anyway, had to watch it with a wife. Yeah, well, they love it. They absolutely love it. I heard you got uh, the whippersnipper out and did quite a bit of work around the house. No uh, no injuries. I, I mean, I was talking to you off air. I can honestly do my knee by making a cup of tea. Well, I know our producer, Dan's done his uh, calf. It's called the old man's injury. So not, no injuries, fully fit uh, working around the house these days. But um, I'm not doing too much bowling. So all good on this end. Well, it's good to get a few brownie points as well. All right, let's get cracking. We've got Jordan <laughs> Thompson today, an Australian tennis star. He's been with Nick Kyrgios. He's got some interesting things to say. And former AFL player Corey McKernan, so much there. All right, Shano, let's get going. Uh, Brisbane Heat, what a finish to the season from them. Yeah, we called them earlier in the year, mate, coming home strong with a lot of momentum. They took on the Thunder, and the Thunder, once again, just falling short with scoring runs. Ben Cutting, who's obviously a bowler and lower order batsman, 34 not out for the for the Thunder um, and Sam Bishop, 34. But it was, um, it was it was all the Brisbane Heat with um, Sam Hazlitt, 74, not out, uh, playing really well. And the two Brisbane bowlers, two guys that played in the Australia A matches this year, Steckity, two for 22, and Swepson, who's just been picked for the Tour of South Africa, two for 28. Um, in the other match, the Sydney Sixers are through to the final, chasing down the Perth Scorchers, six for 167. Sydney Sixers did it. One down, one for 168. James Vince, 98, not out. And Josh Phillippe, 45. Dude, what, um, did you think of, what did you think of the end of that game with Vince? So there he is, 98, not out. And one ball to go. Daniel Hooser just hit a four. And all he needed to do was get two, get a boundary or whatever. And there was a wide bowl. He yeah. wasn't happy. No, he wasn't happy. But you would think the bowler didn't do that on purpose. Uh, let, let's go with the best spirits of the game there. But um, yeah, it would have been frustrating. 98 not out. It actually happened to be once in, um, I thought it was on 97 not out in Perth in a, in a one-day match. And uh, I was actually on 99, so I needed to get one to get 100. And I um, tried to hit a four and got none. So I was stuck stuck on 99. But it happens, mate. But now letting through to uh, the final now, the, the last preliminary match for the, to see who plays the Sixers in the final, it'll be the Scorchers versus the Heat to see who takes on the Sixers. So lots happening in the Big Bash, mate. Really exciting. But the City Sixers through, yeah, they're going to be tough to beat. Yeah, and I tell you, a real advantage for the Brisbane Heat is that they don't have to go to Perth with that COVID outbreak. So uh, they will play the Scorchers with the wind in their sails. And yeah, the Thunder, they bowled pretty poorly last night. Mitchell Mitchell Marsh, he escaped suspension. How did he escape suspension for that? That was one of the best serves I've ever seen to an umpire. Um, Look, I don't know if the guys probably got a pretty good track record, but uh, yeah, seriously frustrated. It was another poor decision. Um, He didn't get bat on it, so... I can understand the frustrations, particularly in a knockout final, but um, not good for the kids to watch that. That's definitely not, not, not the right approach. Yeah, he got the family word out a few times, didn't he? Now, Justin <laughs> Langer, what, what, what do you make of this rift or possible rift? Uh, he's a pretty intense kind of guy. Justin Langer is a very intense type of guy, but he, he demands really high results. Um, it was funny that Tim Payne didn't deny anything about the rift. He just said uh, he just wants Justin to be himself. So... Um, it's a funny sort of dynamic going on there between Payne and Langer. Look, there's no doubt Justin would be frustrated to lose 
particularly the first game in, since 1983 at the Gabba would be frustrating. To lose a series against India would be frustrating. And, um, you know, he, he's a little winner, Justin Langer, and um, it would be really, really tough. And we saw it uh, watching the Amazon um, special, um, The Test, where he was very, very animated in the change mm. room. So, mm. but yeah, can, it, be- can a breakdown? Yeah, I get, I get why he's frustrated and upset. I get all that. But, but can this break down the dynamic of sporting teams having been in those dressing rooms yourself? Yeah, it can do definitely. It can really um, upset the upset the apple cart, as they say, because you know it's when, when you start looking over your shoulder. See, Trevor Bayliss was a fantastic coach, I thought, um, and he always kept everyone really relaxed. There was no sort of absolute highs and absolute lows where, you know, Justin sort of tends to be that way a little bit as well. But, um, you know, I, I'm a fan of Justin Langer, so uh, I'd like to see uh, I'd to see him continue. But, um, yeah, as I said, interesting dynamic between pain, not denying any rift at all. Yeah, and that's the job, isn't it, of a coach? You've got to – you try and get the best out of the players. So it's a fine line, and the best of, of the best have always been able to do that, haven't they? The Bennetts and the Goulds of the yep. world, and you look to Lee Matthews and Malthouse in AFL and so many of the great football coaches of the world. But, uh, yeah, we'll have to see how that does all play out. But really quirky one to finish with. Tennis Australia boss Craig Tiley has revealed the weirdest request in quarantine. One player wanted to bring in a kitten, Shane. <laughs> Well, he sure wasn't spelled incorrectly. He didn't mean kitchen, did he? <laughs> no, he meant, he, meant, he meant the full-on snappy Tom. This is Afternoon Sport. Let's get going. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, Jordan Thompson could make a real tilt at the Australian Open. He's quite a tennis player, and he's just spent the last couple of months with Nick Kyrgios. Well, it hasn't been an easy time for tennis players around the world, but a real treat for afternoon sport to have one of our very best join us today. Jordan Thompson, how are you? Good, thank you. Hi, Jordan. Where are you at the moment and where are you in preparations for the Australian Open? I actually just got down to Melbourne uh, last night from Canberra. Doing um, doing a little bit of a training block with Nick Curios, so that was that was really good. Um, had to get out of Sydney. Just you know, it was it was a red zone, so I tried to get to a green zone when I could, and it finally opened up in the nick of time, where I didn't have to do um, quarantine along with the other international players. So um, it's good to be in Melbourne now, and you know, roaming about freely. How did it go with Nick in Canberra? Yeah, it was great. We did. Um, you know, plenty of sessions, um, you know, on court, off court, um, spent some time together. Um, yeah, it was um, it was really good to be um, be back with Nick. He's, he's um, you know, took last year off, or most of the year off just with COVID. So um, it was good to be um, back around him again. Yeah, before we start talking about the Paris Masters, because that was the last match you played, I have had the opportunity to meet and, and, and interview Nick, and obviously through Tennis Connections. He's a bit misunderstood, isn't he? People don't quite understand him, I, I don't think, how good a bloke he is. Yeah, he's a great bloke. Um, yeah, he's been one of my best friends since we were you know, seven, seven or eight years old. Um, very misunderstood. Um, you know, he, you know, he does so much for tennis, and you know, he tries to do a lot of things off court that... I think it just goes unnoticed. Yeah, yeah, and, and some of the initiatives we saw around the bushfires. And, and anyway, we wish him all the very best for the upcoming summer. Uh, but we want to concentrate on yourself. Um, so so where are you at now? So you, you get to Melbourne. You don't have to quarantine, do you, because you've come via Canberra? Exactly. Um, at one stage, I was going to have to quarantine, being from Sydney, and it was a red zone. 
Um, so I was, I was looking at all options. Uh, I nearly went to Northern Territory. I nearly went to, I nearly went to Melbourne. Um, you know, just before Christmas, I would have been here. You know, for a few months before the Australian Open, but um, I got down to Canberra uh, just in the nick of time when it opened up um, to New South or to Sydney. So um, you know, I got in the car and drove straight down to uh, to Nick's. <laughs> Jordan, talking about Nick Curious, he's had a fair crack at old Novak, calling him a tool. <laughs> I mean, uh, to be honest, I think some of his requests, um, yeah, interesting requests. I mean, I just don't think they get it, to be honest. And, and, and it is different, isn't it? Like, particularly if you're in Adelaide and you're trying to talk to what's going on in Melbourne, it, it, they're interesting comments. I, I can see where Nick's coming from, 100%. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm on Nick's side. Um, I mean, for him to be requesting these kind of things is, um, I think it's ridiculous. Um, and also it didn't have anything to do with Craig Tyler. You know, I don't think anybody understands that. Um, you know, he's, he's doing the best, the best for the players he possibly can. And, um, yeah, he's still copping it. So I feel sorry for him. Yeah. So Jordan, you performed well in the Paris Masters. You actually shared a court with Rafa. What was that like? Yeah, yep. So it was it was a good way to finish the year. Uh, third round in Paris, Masters 1000. You know, got to share the court with Rafa. Nearly snuck the second set there. I had a set point. Yeah, I thought I played job. pretty well. Um, I played a good point, I thought, but that's why it's the best. Yeah, so it was it was great to finish the, the year off, off like that. But um it was just tough to, uh, you know, play that match and then come do two weeks quarantine. Um, yeah, I think that was that was a killer. You're being coached by Leighton Hewitt's old coach? Yeah, uh, getting coached by Jamin Crabb. But um, I also get coached by Peter Luchak, who also did, you know, work with Leighton Hewitt as well. Uh, and then obviously Leighton's a, a mentor and he does he's done a fair few weeks with me over the years. So, um, yeah, I think I'm in good hands. Yeah, there was there was a period there where Leighton was was in Sydney for a while, so you had quite a a lot of um, yeah good players and coaches in and around your Sydney base. That must have been good. Yeah, it was great. Um, yeah, it was tough last year because um, you know Jamin, um, I didn't I didn't want him to travel. I don't think he would have wanted to travel either. Just you know, he's got um, he's got three kids, a wife, and uh, to do two weeks quarantine on on arrival, I think it's just too hard. Because he'd already been, he would have been away for too long. Uh, but fortunately, um, you know, Peter Luchak, uh, Aussie living in Sweden now, so he was he was keen to travel, and he did he did work with uh, myself and John Millman through um, through last year's uh, uh, U.S. Open, and then all through Europe. So that that was pretty lucky. And then uh, yeah, when I came back and got out of quarantine, I was back on court with um, with Krabby, and um, yeah, Leighton was in Sydney, so I was practicing with him a bit, and he came out and. You know, watched a couple of sessions, so it was. Um, yeah, I couldn't have asked for much more. Jordan, looking to the Australian Open, what would be a good result for you? Um, I have set my goal. You know, I've made uh, made the third round of the French. I've made the fourth round of uh, the US Open. So I think, um, you know, a third round or a fourth round of the Australian Open would be good. But um, yeah, I'd definitely take a take a third round. But. Uh, it's always tough to predict what happens at the start of the year, and uh, especially after what's been going on. Will you play doubles or mixed doubles? Uh, I've never played mixed, and uh, I don't think I ever will, to be honest. Um, 
<laughs> so I'll stick to the stick to the doubles and playing with um, Alex Bolt. Okay, well, we look forward to it. The um, it, it is great that we've actually got the Australian Open on, isn't it? I know that Craig Ty and his team have done an amazing job. It's been talked about all around the world, and we've had uh, you know we've had Serena come out recently on US TV saying that you know she stood by and she said, "Well, the, the, I'm happy with the strict guidelines." Dimitrov said the same. Novak said it. But to be honest, just just to have the Australian Open on a, a few weeks later is just terrific, isn't it, for for the sport and and for the country? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Um, we we are so lucky to be playing the Australian Open, and you know, I'm actually I'm looking at my uh, hotel hotel window now. I'm just looking at Melbourne Park, and I'm just you know it's, we're very fortunate that we're going to be playing the Australian Open, and you know it's a different time of the year, and you know school's going back, but Craig Tiley and Tennis Australia have done um, yeah an impeccable job um, getting uh, getting things running. Jordan, you've shared a court also with um, young Cruz Hewitt. Uh, what's he like? Showing a lot of talent, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's a lot like his dad. Um, very competitive. Um, yeah, he um, he works hard. Uh, yeah, I hit with him a couple of times after I, I hit with um, Layden. I hit with him for um, you know, 15 minutes. But um, he, uh, yeah, I think he, uh, he'll be one to watch. I hope he will. Hope he, he will be. And, and finally, just on, just on the Hewitts, what, what has Leighton been like as a mentor? He really looks like he, he takes you and, and the guys under his wing in a fatherly kind of way. Yeah, it's unreal. Um, I, I'm very lucky to um, have had his help. Um, you know, I've done weeks with him before uh, on the road and, and at home. And, you know, just I've said it before and the people that are willing to put the work in, he's, um, he's going to help you, no doubt about it. And I think that's all he, all he wants is uh, 100% effort. And, um, yeah, that's what a lot of us uh, give to give to late. Jordan Thompson, uh, look, we're glad you're in Melbourne. Can't wait to watch you play. All the very best at the Australian Open. And thanks for coming on Afternoon Sport. No worries. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Jordan. Coming up on Afternoon Sport, it is Super Bowl week. He loves it, Corey McKernan. We're going to talk to that. Also, the drama at Richmond, the Damien Hardwick story, it bubbles away. Corey McKernan next. Stump to Stump is Australia's newest and most interactive cricket platform for all cricket fans, players and clubs to share stories, match results, memories and experiences. Stumptostump.com. Afternoon sport, two-time premiership player with the Kangaroos. He's a regular on this program. Corey McKernan, how are you? Hey, boys. How are you going? Very good. Corey, big week, mate. Let's start with Damien Hardwick, mate. Uh, Caroline Wilson put an article out in the weekend saying that she believes that his leadership will be tarnished for good. It's a big call. We uh, we did say it on this show, didn't we, that we were, we were waiting for Caro to get back from holidays and we are going to see what was uh, yeah. going to eventuate. And... Uh, she hasn't missed, has she? And um, well, look, I mean, full credit to her. She, she's a Richmond fan as well. So, I, 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 you know what I love with this, Shane, is that for once she's leaving my beloved North Melbourne alone. She's got someone <laughs> else to pick on for 2021. But look, like we say with this, as much as Richmond can do great things this year, you just know that this is always going to be on, on the background. And uh I know that she's got footy classified. Geez, that'd be uh, something that we all should get a, a bottle of red together 
and uh, sit down and watch Footy Classified if Damien Harbert goes on the, on there this year. But there's not going to quieten down, is it? It's going to bubble away. And I think that the salient point that you made a few weeks ago, Corey, right here, is that if you do have this very set structure of rules and the way that we conduct ourselves and the whole club runs that way and then a coach goes off and does this, it's very hard to continue to preach. Yeah, there's two parts to it. Look, I, I'd like to think, as we mentioned a number of weeks ago, that yeah, I, I think within the club they would have 100 would have already addressed this. Um, I think from the playing group point of view, if there was any feelings toward it, I think they would have addressed the elephant in the room really, really early. Um, but then, look, I, I know, and and Caroline Wilson has hinted in that article, and yeah, look, I, I think privately. Uh, the senior officials at the Richmond Footy Club would be pretty dirty about the whole thing. Um, but you just know that at the end of the day, uh, you, you're going to have people that are going to bring this up the minute that Richmond don't go uh, that well. You know that it, they're just going to look for an excuse. And, and whether it's a bit of a tall poppy syndrome with the Tigers because they've gone well, this is probably the ideal cannon fodder to, to try and bring them down. So let's go to the uh, the NFL, uh, which I'm really excited about. Uh, Brady versus Mahomes, mate. What a week this is going to be lead up to the, the Super Bowl. Oh, look, it, it, it's an amazing week that's coming up. And look, it's a Super Bowl week like no other for those people that don't follow the NFL. The Bucks are the first team ever to host a Super Bowl. So this is the 55th edition of the Super Bowl. And it's amazing that in all that time with all these great teams that have gone before them in the NFL, that this is the first time ever. But, hey, it's a COVID year. Of course it would be the first year that someone hosts a Super Bowl and it's never been done before. And, look, I think some of the events that um, for those that haven't been to the Super Bowl, look, it's a shame because there are so many huge events during Super Bowl week. And one of those uh, events is the media day. So, the media day is usually such a big day that where all the world descend on uh, Super Bowl week and they all get to ask the players probably all sorts of weird and wonderful questions. Well, the media day now is going to be online. Um, but look, right in all amongst that, all the, the fanfare and all the things that go in and around the Super Bowl, um, we actually have got a Super Bowl for the ages with Tom Brady taking on Patrick Mahomes, which should be... I think one of the greatest Super Bowls we've seen in a long, long time. Yeah, the old bull and the young bull. It's going to be a crack. Hey? You're looking very differently, but uh, the ads are no less expensive. So there's still a lot that is the same. So that's going to be, be quite quite a game this weekend and we'll continue to discuss it here on Afternoon Sport. Before we talk about Patrick Reid and whether or not he's a dirty cheat, <laughs> I do want to touch on the AFLW because, you know, it's got off to a nice start. We're seeing some great moments and this whole COVID thing because it's, uh, you know, it's a precariously placed schedule, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be difficult with this thing in Perth. Yeah, it's such a shame, isn't it, Tim, that the, I think the girls, they got off to an absolute cracker of a start on Friday night. Carlton and Collingwood, old, old rivals kicking it off. The Pies upsetting the Blues, who were the fancied rivals. And then we had St Kilda Bulldogs on the Friday night, which was a great game. And look, the thing I enjoy about watching the girls play at the moment, that, yeah, the standard is improving it every year, but it's just a pure brand of football that they play. They're not, I mean, and, and take this the right way because – the skill level isn't up to what the guys are, but they just they just play this real contested brand of footy that's mm. actually a pretty good brand of football to watch. 
And it, and it is. You hit it on the head. I, I really feel sorry for the girls if this is going to impact on their season. Let's hope it doesn't because at least we've got experience now that if we have to go in the hubs, we can do that. Um, but it's just, look, it's just real unfortunate after having a great first round of women's football. Hey, well said. And uh, But I'm saying, I've seen some really good skills as well. The girls kicking around the corner and that sort of stuff. It's, it's, as you said, it's very enjoyable to watch, mate. Now, Patrick Reed. What's he doing on that golf course? Oh, look, Shane, he, he doesn't do himself any favours on the golf course. If he, sorry, off the golf course, we all know he's not going to win a popularity contest, let's face it. Um, His own family don't even talk to him. <laughs> you said that, not me. Um, mm. But look, unfortunately, in the f- third round of the, the Farmers Open, Patrick decided that he'd, uh, he'd take things into his own hands. And, and one thing for people out there in golf, the volunteers aren't rules officials, Patrick. So you don't take advice off off, off uh, just volunteers. And so in the first instance, I think he took some advice off a volunteer and then he decided to move his ball and then it all unraveled for him from there. But he uh, look, uh, look, he's actually leading the farmers and he might go on to win it. But unfortunately, Patrick always seems to have these little incidents that tend to tarnish his uh, already – Questionable name. Yeah, he's uh, he's had a few wobbles in a bunker or two. And if you go back to his college golf, look, he's an extraordinary talent. He's a U.S. Masters winner. But it is a game, once tarnished, uh, it will never, ever, ever be rubbed away. Finally, um, get your crystal ball out, mate. Who's going to win this Super Bowl? Oh, look, um, Tim, there's so many things that between the two teams that you could mount cases for with the Bucks playing at home and, um, yeah, I mean, that brings, uh, I think, the whole contest a little bit closer. It, it, it just has so many great narratives. Uh, I know this is a very long-winded answer, but when I add it all up, I think I'm 28 uh, to Kansas City and 26 to the Bucks in a Whoa. classic. I think that Patrick Mahomes has got a real sense of history, and I think by winning a Super Bowl against Tom Brady really elevates him to an already rarefied air. And the last team to go back-to-back was, believe it or not, that was Tom Brady's Patriots in 2003 and four. So if you what did, what did uh, Ric Flair once say, Shane, if you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. Well, well <laughs> said. And I think um, it'd be really interesting to watch. I think uh, Kansas City may um, dominate them, but um, I think if it gets that close, I, I might even back Brady to be the, the cool head at the end of the match. But we'll wait and see, won't we? Can't wait. Yeah, 28-26. If it goes that way, it'll be an absolute cracker. It's going to be certainly well worth watching next Monday. Good on you, Corey. Thanks, boys. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. We'll be with you Monday to Friday every week. Hit subscribe on your podcast app so you don't miss it. A big thank you, of course, today goes to Jordan Thompson and to Corey McKernan. Huge thanks, Shano, to Spartan Sports. www.spartansportshq.com. Great sponsors. Oh, and the king of podcast production, Dan McHugh. See you tomorrow. See you then, guys.